to how it was before the pandemic. Speaking at a Morgan Stanley conference yesterday, Walt Disney CEO Bob Chapek says he's uncertain if audiences will return to theaters in the same numbers they did pre-pandemic, especially since viewers have had access to a lot of content on demand over the past year. He did say, though, that Disney is still committed to putting movies back onto the silver screen and also noted that in 2019, Disney released 11 films that made at least a billion dollars each at the box office. And Swedish carmaker Volvo says it's committing to making all of its vehicles electric by 2030. The company says it'll stop selling cars powered by fossil fuels before the end of the decade, and those vehicles will only be available to purchase online. By 2025, Volvo says it hopes half of its vehicles will be electric and the other half hybrid. Company officials says the internal combustion engine has no long-term future. That's your money now. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-469-7272. That's 800-469-7272. 800-469-7272. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis really is pizza for all. Whether you're thinking meat mania, vegan victory, vegetarian virtuousness, or whatever you want to name your pizza, Woodstock's Pizza has it. They have over 35 fresh toppings to choose from, four different crust options, including cauliflower and gluten-free, and cheese choices that include vegan and dairy-free. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis really is pizza for all. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid Valley. Trump says the area's largest selection of radio control cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it. Fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another Golf Minute to get you going in the right direction. There are a lot of things important in playing golf. That's what makes it so interesting. But I think the most important is aim. After all, the object of the game is to hit the ball where you're aimed. Here's a tip to help out. Once you've decided on your target, pick out a divot or other obvious spot on the ground about a foot in front of your ball. The spot should be on the line that runs from your ball to the target. Just think of it as a lane, perhaps, instead of a line, if that helps you to check that you're aimed correctly. Once you have your aiming lane, hold your club steady and position your feet so the leading edge of the club is perpendicular to your toe line. Now you can correctly make a swing that travels on a plane that correctly matches your line to the target. So remember, take proper aim by using close targets to hit your shots online. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. 
and the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, with 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So you think you have unlimited data? Recalculating. Recalculating. Think again. If you have unlimited data on a network you can't trust, your data is limited, and so are you. Set your smartphone free with the unlimited plans from Total Wireless. Get four lines with unlimited data on the nation's best network now with 5G. With 100 gigabytes at high speed, then 2G, for just $25 a month per line. You have arrived at your destination. Get unlimited and save. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Available at Target. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. It's with joy that the student-athletes are returning to the fields and courts. But it doesn't feel quite the same. Where have the people gone? Seems like there's no one hanging on. Cut out, cut out, cut out, cut out. What is this cut out talk? In 2020-21, the people may be cutouts, but there are still games, and there are still tailgate shows, they're still broadcast, and through it all, there is still the Joe Beaver Show, a place to gather at proper distances to talk about it all, to talk about what we do have. And it looks like we're ready to give it one more try. So, such as it is, we're ready to give it one more try with John and Mike and the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Rich Dorman at about 1125, and Trevor Kramer, bless his heart, is down in Vegas with the Oregon State women's basketball team. They arrived there yesterday evening, early evening. They're preparing to play California tomorrow. It's funny to me how you just said, and we won't have Joe Beaver shows Wednesday or Thursday. I just, I like your confidence, John. I like your confidence in life. We know that we won't have one tomorrow. Again, just assuming that the game plays out yeah. as scheduled, five versus 12, and then the next day, the winner of that game. You know, so I say the winner of that game right. plays Oregon. But then you go back to yesterday's guest, Elise Woodward, mm-hmm. and she agreed with us, but she she made it emphatic. It would be it would be a horrible horrible loss if they lost to Cal. And her whole the Beavers are in, you know, as she yeah. announced. What and Kevin O'Neill piped up when she said it. What is it? Selection Monday? What What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so. It's with that I say, no Joe Beaver show on Thursday. So I believe you're right. The way they're playing, I feel like they can go play anybody and beat anybody, Stanford included. I think the way they're playing, the confidence level they have right now, and they just keep on a roll. I pause not because, you know, you couldn't say to Lester Connor. And the Beavers in 82, well, you know, you get those first-round issues as they did in, against Lamar and Kansas mm-hmm. State, mm-hmm. and therefore say to Lamar or to 
Lester and company in 82 that, well, you're not going to get out of the first round because you didn't the last two years. It doesn't matter, I understand. But I do pause only in that the Beavers' overall track record in the Pac-12 tournament has not been outstanding. I don't know what their record is from each year to the next, but th- I get a little nervous about it, that's all. I'm just nervous. Well, you get about nervous it. about it. You're right. I get nervous when the count's 2-0. The count's 2-0. Sure. Even 1-0, and, I start to the, move in the that And the tying direction. run is 12 deep in the dugout. <laughs> Rich, <laughs> Rich Dorman will join us at 1125, and bless Trevor Kramer's heart. He's with women's basketball to get back to that blessing of Trevor, and that is he's working on trying to get us somebody – from the team, a coach, a player, 1230-ish, 1245 near the end of the show today. So there were several times this weekend when the tying run, Oregon State had a one-run lead. The tying run was at first base, whether it be by a walk or anything. And I, it didn't even, didn't even phase me. Mm-hmm. Now, some might say, well, that's because you didn't even know what the situation was, you dummy. Okay, fine, but I did know what the situation was. But I, I just think of it as, well, just get them out. Just get them out. Don't, don't let them beat you. Right. We'll just get them. <laughs> we'll just get them out. It's a good approach. It's a it's, healthy it's approach. Healthy, yes, yeah. it's healthy. There is a tweet that appeared yesterday from the Damn Analytics Squad, and just to let you know, my. Estimation of analytics is not such that I would say, yeah, the damn analytics squad. <laughs> it's the DAM analytics squad. <laughs> I, I have little understanding of the role of analytics in all of these sports. I just don't. But that doesn't, I mean, I have little understanding of some of Einstein th- <laughs> Einstein's theories, either, but I have well, great I, respect for them, even if I don't understand a book, I, Einstein and the Universe, where this writer tries to explain everything that Einstein <laughs> tried to explain. Oh, okay. And this <laughs> will be in simple terms, and I read through chapters in the book, and I, I need to get back to my uh, Robert Service poetry. That I can at least make some head or tail out of. But damn analytic squad tweeted yesterday afternoon at 4.38. Very excited to add a second pitching at Rapsodo to our arsenal. Now, every pitch thrown by a bee will be collected for their development. Big thank you to the anonymous dugout club member who made this a reality. Hashtag go bees, hashtag data, hashtag... Hashtag baseball, just as long as I'm, I'll finish it. Hashtag baseball, HTTPS, colon, forward slash, forward slash, T dot C-O slash G-M-P-Y-Z-R-B-F-Q-O. Why that is that was, a hashtag? I, well, it wasn't a hashtag. That's a website. It was a hashtag, actually. Well, they're hashtagging the website for something. I guess so. What's but this that machine? was Rapsodo. And we'll talk to Rich about Rapsodo machines. And a second one now. The Beavers have one, apparently another one, thanks to a generous donation from an anonymous dugout club member. I like this anonymity trend we're on. Yeah. People just pouring gifts in. Yeah. And saying, I don't need to, you don't need to, we don't need to publicize that. 
But the dam analytics squad has thanked, via Twitter, the anonymous dugout club member who made this a reality. Now, if we really press Dominic, we could get to Dominic Cusimano <laughs> perhaps and say, you need to tell us who that is. We, <laughs> we have ways, we have means. Is it safe? Is it, yes, it's Although so he's safe. from New York, maybe he could no. give us the break. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so safe you can't believe it. Oh, on that note, by the way, the, the great scene in Marathon Man where Lawrence Olivier is torturing Dustin Hoffman for information. Not about an anonymous dugout club member, but <laughs> torturing Dustin Hoffman for information. And it's one of the more frightening scenes in film history. And Olivier keeps saying to poor Hoffman in the dentist chair, is it safe? He keeps asking that, that weird question. Yeah. Is it safe? And the problem is Hoffman completely, truthfully, has no idea what the crazed, uh, evil Nazi dentist is. What he's talking about? Because he he's not no the idea one that he's what he's talking to be talking about. To? He has no idea. Yeah, right. Thinks that he has information that he doesn't. And he's the wrong guy. And you, is it safe? <laughs> and is what safe? Is it safe, sir? I, I I don't know if I can tell you what's safe. If I is it safe? If I don't know what you're talking about, I, is it safe? He just keeps saying, is it safe? So finally Hoffman takes a couple of different attacks. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, oh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's very safe. <laughs> Thinking that'll save yeah. him. Then, then he comes back with, no, no, it's it's very dangerous. You, 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 you Be very afraid. Be very afraid. It's not safe <laughs> at all. Trying to come up with something that might placate the evil one. And it doesn't. And, and it, it doesn't. It, it, it just is a horrible awful. Lab. Awful scene in the history of film. But the question, is it safe? An unanswerable question because Hoffman has no idea what Olivier is driving at. None. The other day, just to get... I don't know if this has ever happened to you or what you would even do about it. A couple of days ago, driving back from out here, I felt like I was a little bit like Hoffman in the dentist chair, just not knowing anything. A guy drives behind me. I must have cut him off, and I didn't know it. Do you understand this? I yeah. must have cut him off. I have no idea what he was getting at, though. Yeah. I, I look in my rearview mirrors. I'm about to turn off of uh, Highway 34 onto the bypass to get to Highway 20, heading towards South Corvallis. So turning there just before crossing the bridge into downtown, turn yeah. left there, go yeah. to the, by, the, the bypass. And there's a guy, I look in my rearview mirror, I double take, look up, and the middle finger is extended to me, and I just and he just keeps holding it up, you know, right? <laughs> you know, I'm right in front of him, he's right behind me. Then, you know, I, we turn the corner, and he eventually catches up with me, so to speak, around Papa's Pizzas. You're coming under the bridge and yeah. heading south there, and, and he just gets alongside me and all the way, you know, just not speeding up, not slowing down, just extending the digit for probably a quarter of a mile, looking <laughs> looking at me but not, and extending the digit. Was he yelling expletives? No. no. Did you go, did you I, mouth, I put what my, did I do? Yes, I did. I put my hand, I said, what, you know, I, I literally almost took my hands off the wheel for a second. What? Yeah. You know, mouthing to the guy who I didn't know. Yeah. Or, 
It, it might, it, maybe he knew me and just in you know, general principle. You know, didn't like the Joe Beaver show, doesn't like a lot of things we talk about. And uh, that might have just been a general principle. You deserve this. And he, he wouldn't be far wrong, I suppose. I don't think that's but, true. But, I, I, but it's a hard place to be in life when you don't know what you did yeah. to put yourself in that position. Yeah, which means you could say, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't know. I wanted to have the conversation. I almost wanted to pull over. It was it was serious enough. Yeah, but you never know. No, I didn't. I just finally he turned off to the left. Yeah. I kept driving, and I hope in in my heart that it's over. It rattles you though. But it does. No matter how macho you are, whatever it rattles you. Get your your well, pulse going. Because I was going. just trying to figure out. Uh, what because did I, do? I had no knowledge of doing anything untoward on the road. Yeah. So I must have had a blind spot in my mirror. And just crossed all, over and, and, and moved cut them over off. into a lane and completely un, uh, unintentionally, unknowingly done something to have him extend that middle finger from Highway 34, <laughs> the bypass, to just south of Papa's Pizza. Well, that's dedication. Yeah, no, he was. He wanted to make sure I got the message. But again, I just felt... Huh? What does one do? Is it safe? Is what safe? I don't, what did I you do? You never know. I was going down 9th Street 20 some odd years ago with my little girl in the car. She couldn't have been more than five or six years old. And we just moved here. I guess I was going too slow. I don't know. I was thought I was going with regular traffic on 9th Street right in front of, um, oh, right now where it's that new development kind of near the... the um, the barbers, sort of. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this guy in this big old 4x4 four four giant truck comes up on the right side and just starts swearing and <laughs> yelling at me and swearing. And I, I guess I was going too slow in the left-hand lane. I don't know. Do you want to play the first version of the pocket schedule game as long as the well, schedule's out? Yeah, the, the reason that I you know, I got a call this morning from, I'm just, yeah. from uh, 1080 The Fan in Portland. I haven't heard from Doc and, and uh, Dirt Dirt and Sprague for a long time, but they said, Doc, can you join the show tomorrow to talk about the Beaver football schedule? And, of course, I said, yes, I always do and appreciate being asked. It's nice of them to think of me in that respect. But I also, when I said yes, immediately think, John, and I'm just wondering about Beaver Nation today, where you are with all of this, the release of the schedule is significant in that it's a it's a signifier. It's a mm-hmm. it's a sense of okay, we have a schedule, uh, and we do this every year, whether we're in a pandemic or not. A schedule's released. I have a feeling maybe the the release of a schedule and a full schedule and all of that may mm-hmm. generate a little more interest, excitement, enthusiasm for the upcoming season than perhaps in past years. But when they want to talk to me about the schedule, what is it exactly that they want to talk about? Because have I done any studying on Purdue and the Boilermaker? <laughs> well, you know, am I going to be able to say to him, oh, want to know easily? I, now, between now and then, I suppose I could do a cursory glance at all these opponents. No. But what is it that they want to talk about? Yeah, and I, I, I want to up that because when it was released today and it was a big, big right. thing and they right. had a, a thing on the Pac-12 network, the coaches spoke. Right. The same thought process came to me like, well, that's the big deal. I'm more excited about non-conference opponents. With conference opponents, 
you pretty much know where you're going. I guess the only thing that matters is where are the buys and then certain home games, this thing. But not that big a deal. I'm, I'm not moved by the conference schedule. I'm not quite as much either. And we knew who the non-conference opponents were, too, based on yes, what Wilner wrote a while back. So I forgot about what Idaho, happens yeah. today is the ratification. And, and it, I'm not – please don't get me wrong. Oh, you're not excited about the football schedule? No, I am excited about the football schedule. But when I'm asked by Brandon or Doc or whoever else, can you come on and talk about it, then what is it that I'm – well, okay, let's talk about it. At Purdue, 1-0, home to Hawaii, 2-0. You and I are playing the pocket schedule right now, Jim. Right. So now Idaho at home, 3-0. Yeah. At USC – okay, now. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. It's only been 61 years. It'll this be will be the 61st year. Is this the year? No. Okay. So you've got them at three and one. Yeah. There's a reason that the last time the Beavers beat USC in the Coliseum, Dwight, Eis- Dwight Eisenhower was the president of the <laughs> United States. Uh, it's quite a long time ago. I know. And, and it's not that surprising, even though there have been a few games here and there since then that the Beavers have had a look at and a chance, most of the time they're not really in those games. And it's because USC is always USC with four- and five-star talent across the field. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Could this be the year? I mean, someday. I that, don't think so. That's, okay, I got you. Three and one. Home to Washington. Four and one. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. At Washington State. Five and one. Five and one. Thank Not you, even Doc. a it's question. It's the biggest game in the history of my life to go beat those Jokers. Not even a it's question. It's been too long. Okay, so there we go. Now I'm five and one. Then we play BYE. No, BYE. No. We got a bye on October 16th. Only one bye. That's interesting. Yeah. There's been Mid-season, though. It's a good time yeah, for it. Yeah, it is a good you're time. you're going to have one. Home to Utah. Six and one. Okay, boy, you got them going here. You, you don't... You, You've never fully bought into <laughs> thinking about uh, it. <laughs> the Utah Utes. No, every year I. It's kind of your general attitude to them. Kyle Whittingham, you know. Yeah. Okay, six and one at Cal. Always beat them down. Seven there, and right? one. Okay, seven and one at Colorado. I'll go seven and two. <laughs> because I don't want to be ridiculous by the no, end of the No, no, you thing. haven't been ridiculous at this point at all. <laughs> well, you were agreeing know, with no, me. No, no, I know. <laughs> don't oh, throw me on Home to Stanford. What are we at? Seven and two? Yes. Eight and two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, home to Arizona State. Nine and two. Okay. They're not any good. <laughs> at Oregon. Are they? There's two. There's two faces here. One, <laughs> ten and two, because I believe you can win every game you play. <laughs> well, it's twelve the and one, over, and you've won this year when I didn't think they could. I don't know if I said that, but mm-hmm. it's on the road, and I just they <laughs> their their recruiting classes are going to start paying off. So, ten no, and three. No, nine and three. Nine and three, and then go to a bowl game and finish ten. Ten and, and three. three. Okay, well, we've done it. So we'll when take Sprague, it. Dirt and Sprague <laughs> want to talk about it, yeah, I got the Beavers going 10-3. and three. <laughs> I realize that what we just did was an exercise in ridiculousness and futility, uh, ridiculous homerism, provincialism, optimism. But when I look at it and look at, at how it plays out, that's why we're always fans. We're fans of our schools, our teams, our programs. We believe 
that all things are possible. Tom Campbell writes in and says, this team has never played in the Coliseum. Mo- yes. I know that more than we, you and I know that more than any other team. I know fans like to say, yeah. oh, hey, hey, da, 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 da. well, this team's different. Yes. But that, but I still say this team you're won't right. be Tom, good enough to Tom, win. Tom, of course you're right. This team's never yeah, played in the Coliseum. So, so the weight, the weight of 60 straight years without a win down there doesn't fall on Chance Nolan no. or Zariah Beeson. I understand that. No. But Tom, on the other hand, that's an incredible. I mean, I I wonder if there's a longer streak within conferences in oh. in, the, in the Power Five or anywhere else. I doubt it. Oh, maybe there's a Indiana hasn't won in Ohio ne- State, Nebraska, or, or Ohio State. Yeah, it's possible. That long, but, but I bet I bet they haven't. I, I bet I think, ours I is think the you're longest. Right. I think you're right. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine anything. It is. I think you're right. And I don't see it changing. Not that I don't want it to, and this mm-hmm. team can't be really good. Yes. But USC is very, very good. I mean, just, they have great athletes. Putting it together or not remains to be seen, but they're good. And with with an experienced quarterback, we'll be the well, the Beavers will be better, but I don't know if they'll be good enough. And then even then there's the whole idea of just mentally breaking through and and yeah. that has not, that too has nothing to do with this team with versus 60 years. Dwight Eisenhower but at the same time it kind of does in a way it does yeah i'm tom i'm saying no this team but they they may not feel Avery Roberts doesn't go into the column saying boy i want to be the first team in 60 years no. he's not thinking that no. i get it but there's something there. There's something that has been a, a hurdle. They haven't been able to break through. Seska, two, two chip shot field goals to win in 01 yeah. and missed them both. And Yeah, strange things have happened down there. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Rich Dorman next. To, to that talk point, pitching. though, I wish we could talk about this later. I wish to the what your last point was. I wish that they did. I wish there was the DeAndros. We haven't won here in 60 years. I want. We're going to make history tonight. None of that. I yeah, don't I think any of that exists. We're not in the locker room, but I yeah. think it's more like, all right, guys, we got yeah, this, we got that. No, okay, you got your jobs. Great, let's go. Let's break and come back with Coach Dorman. The Beavers are 7-1 and one hosting BYU this weekend on 1240 Joe Radio. Hey, Beaver fans. Over the past several months, we all have come together to help each other in this COVID struggle. But would you know how to help a family member or a co-worker in the time of an emergency? Hi, I'm Todd Washington, owner of CPR Works, where we teach people the skills to help someone in the time of an emergency. I am currently holding both virtual and in-person classes for CPR and first aid. For more information or to schedule a class, contact me at CPR-Works.com. Go Beavs! This is Mike Parker for Evenflow Plumbing, your trusted award-winning plumber for the Mid-Valley. Evenflow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Evenflow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541-738-8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Evenflow Plumbing. Hey, Beaver Nation, this is Mike Parker. I want to talk about my experience at the Barbers in Corvallis. 
Rachel at the Barbers has been cutting what hair I have for many years. Not only do I get a great haircut, but also a hot leather neck shave, a shampoo and scalp massage, a soothing neck and shoulder massage, free popcorn and soda, a TV at every station to watch all the games. Discover for yourself why over 2,000 guys a month go to the Barbers. Check them out on 9th Street in Corvallis, The Barbers, where I go and guys go for great cuts. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Ed sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beeves. Middleton Heating has been here helping you for over 71 years, 24 hours a day. Middleton can repair, replace, or maintain all types of heating and cooling equipment. Heating unit troubling you? Need repairs or replacement? Give Middleton Heating a call. For new equipment, Middleton offers several financing options and participates in state, federal, and manufacturer incentive programs. Don't forget Middleton's custom sheet metal shop is still taking orders, large or small. You can count on Middleton for all your heating, cooling, and sheet metal needs online at middletonheating.net. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker with John Warren. And happy to be joined by Oregon State pitching coach Rich Dorman. The Beavers coming back home to BYU this weekend. John will have the call from Goss Stadium at Coleman Field. The Beavers come back 7-1, and one, losing the heartbreaker in the opener, fighting to the end, losing by a run and have won the last seven, a team ERA of 1.62. And the person in charge of uh, pitching, but it's a team effort with everybody, the coaches, the catchers, the pitchers themselves, everyone involved in, uh, in what goes on within Oregon State pitching. And a tremendous two weeks down in surprise. Coach Dorman, thanks for taking time for us. You you used 15 pitchers in the two weeks, and everybody save for Brock Townsend got more than one appearance. But Brock, in his appearance, gets a save, three innings, four hits, no runs. So all in all, when you look at, at the 15 guys you, you did use in the last couple of weeks, what are your thoughts about the work your staff gave you as a whole? Yeah, Mike, um... They're off to a great start. I mean, that's they've been working extremely hard, starting obviously at the end of last year, and they continued the hard work over the summer into the fall, and then you know, and then and then now it's just a matter of them putting into practice what they practice into play, and they they came out and did it the first two weekends of the year, and by no means are they satisfied. Um, you know, we got a long way to go, and we know that. But uh, definitely rather start like this than the opposite. So, Rich, let's. I'd like to talk to you just a little bit about the last two outings for Jake Mulholland. Kind of start from the last image from pitching and work back a little bit. In that, while I wasn't able to watch, I was listening to John and Jim, and I got a sense that this is the Mully in terms of confidence give me the ball and I'm it's coming right back at you in command quick work 
throwing the ball where he wants to. I, I know it's early. It's a small sample size. But what about Jake? It almost had the feel of 2017 and 18. It sounded like anyway for him again. Yeah, he. You know, we're extremely fortunate to have a three-time All-American in our bullpen, and Jake's. You know, worked extremely hard again to get himself in a position to have a tremendous year, and just the guy taking the ball with with experience that he has, and you know, through. You know, obviously pitching deep in Omaha and and winning the national championship to, you know, being able to come back out there and get another opportunity, you know, since COVID last year hit to now he, he looks he looks refreshed. He looks like you guys joke with him freshman year Molly sophomore year Molly he looks great. So we're excited. Rich Dorman, pitching coach, joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Rich, how did you feel about young guys getting out there for either the first time this year in Salgado throwing 98, I assume. They, they don't have a gun down there, but we hear he touches 98. But also other guys like a Jack Washburn who pitched just a little bit last year but got some time this year. How do you feel like young guys were doing in the first two weekends? Yeah, John, uh, young guys, you know, they're, they've done well. I, I feel like what – what's kind of made this transition seamless from being a newbie to, to now pitching with more confidence and experience. I think it's, again, I'm, I'm keep feel like I'm keep echoing the same thing, but it's the work they did in the fall and then the work they've done early spring after break and just how competitive we made that for them versus our hitters. Um, so it's, They've been ready. They're prepared to go out there and do what they're doing. And again, credit to them how hard they work and how extremely focused this group is. And and their want to be great, their will to be great. Um, they're just off to a great start, and they really challenge each other. So yeah, the, the newbies are they're fired up to be wearing orange and black and and representing obviously Beaver Nation and and this great university. Rich, the for for. You know, hitters, it's a little harder uh, during the pandemic when things first got shut down. And what do you do? You got to go home. Nobody knew what was going on. I know they, they constructed a batting cage and, and may do. But for fielders, what do you do? But for pitchers, if you can find somebody who'll catch your stuff or throw into a net, still they can get workouts in. Did you? Were you pleased with what they were able to do, especially in the early stages of last spring and early summer when no one knew what was going on and they were just stuck at home by themselves or uh, with, you know, trying to figure out how they could get workouts in? Yeah, I mean, what you know, the hardest thing about pitching, uh, one of the most valuable tools, I guess, too, is between your ears. And... So not, you know, yeah, it, it helps to get out there and be playing games and experience, but, you know, we did a ton of Zoom calls and Zoom meetings and putting these guys um, in in contact with, with you know, just re- tremendous resources that teach these guys the game. Um, and I feel like that, that p- mental part of the game we've really excelled at and you're able to mature pretty quickly as a pitcher learning that part of the game. And so that was a big benefit 
you know, taking advantage of that time, not sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves and pouting, but, you know, there's always a way to continue to get better even without playing. And I think we really focused on the mental game with our pitching staff. And, again, just reaching out to tremendous resources and getting Zoom meetings. They were kind of Zoom meetings out, but at the end of the day, you know, you can take nuggets away from anybody and learn it's going to make your game better. Pitching coach Rich Dorman joining us. Rich, two weeks in, did you did you feel any movement towards sort of, well, a definition of roles at all with the bullpen and short, long? I mean, you, you were using guys in short stints, so maybe it's difficult to, to read that yet. But did you move in that direction at all in terms of watching guys in live action and feeling like what they might be capable of as we move closer to conference play? Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like Mitch and I got a pretty good pulse of of who can take the ball with the lead. And to be honest, Mike, I feel like it's any one of our guys down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're confident in all those guys, and um, I think the biggest thing is they feed off each other. You know, they want to be known as the best bullpen in the country. They want to they they're taking real pride in that, and and. Uh, they hold each other accountable, and they challenge each other. They really support each other. Um, so I feel like roles roles are going to happen. I think the game's going to kind of dictate who's what when. I my advice to them is always just be ready. Don't try to play GM down there and figure <laughs> out and guess who's going in, what and where. Just be ready to go. Every stinking one of you guys down here. Um, and then you take the ball and you take advantage of the opportunity and you get you get it done. So I feel like they're taking those messages to heart. And obviously, you know, our team is, is uh, you know, reaping the benefits of that, of that you know, process and that, that approach. You're talking about all, all of the guys. And you just said any, any one of those guys you feel pretty good about. You give them the ball, that's 15 guys that have pitched. But was there a moment or two along the, the first two weeks, Coach, where watching somebody, maybe Mitchell coming back after a long stint, or even Kevin Abel himself, or just looking at guys and feeling like this is a pretty big moment for this young man right now, right here, and you were proud of the way they responded to the opportunity. Maybe even a young guy we don't know yet much about in our world that you looked and said, oh, he's a gamer. He's got some stuff. He's translating all the work onto the field. Moments like that along the way. Man, there were so many of those, Mike, like watching Kevin take the mound again for the first time since 19. I mean, that was pretty awesome. And then obviously watching Verb get back out there again and watching him compete, just, you know, knowing, knowing what a lot of these guys have overcome um, to, to get back out there and do that, it's, it's a really special thing. And now you're looking at a laundry list of players who this – potentially their last year of wearing orange and black. And so every time they they get out there, it's that opportunity to, to not have any regrets. You know, when the season's over, you can you can look back on your career here at Oregon State and you can be really, really proud of, of what you've accomplished and, and you're setting this program up for further success. And um, so, yeah, there are a lot of those moments for guys. And, you know, even our newcomers – that are just wearing those colors for the first time and just seeing, you know, a guy like Jaron Hunter who's grew up, grown up watching Beaver baseball and is just 
his dream come true to get out there and you know get on the mound. I think his I think uh, coach asked him, you know, how was it, you know? And he's like, it was freaking awesome. So <laughs> you get getting watching those guys experience that sort of thing. It's it's what makes his job so special, and um, I'm extremely excited to see how this this group goes. And it's not. Again, it's not going to be all shutouts and punch outs, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to have a ton of adversity, and um, we got to be ready for it and and respond to it the, the Beaver way, and and uh, you know be resilient and come back and just stay hungry. So this group is, I'm really excited to see what they do and how they uh, take advantage of their opportunity. Hey, Rich, you used so many guys, and they all went, you know, almost a consistent one inning, a couple of guys, two, maybe three at the most. Is there anybody you feel good right now who can give you some middle inning relief that'll go three, maybe four innings, or is that too much for the opposition to tell them? No, yeah, no, I think I think a lot of it's, you know, how how we're feeling. It's early, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out the depth. Obviously, the goal is to keep guys healthy. I mean, it does no good us to, we got a great arm, we're just going to ride them until, you know, he blows. Like, it's, the, the, the objective is to create depth and create guys and, as an opposition, you got to know, hey, this kid's going to come in. This kid could come in. This you got so many things you got to prepare for when we have depth, and and so I think the beauty of it is right now we're just getting those guys experience, getting them touches, getting them confident, and uh, you know then then we'll be a force coming late in the year when everyone's everyone's cooking with gas. So we're 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 excited where we're at. Um, Again, it's not how we start, it's how we finish. So we know we got a, a long way to go, and uh, we just got to keep getting better, stay hungry, keep pushing the weight room and conditioning, all that, you know. Was so, was uh, Coach Stankowicz complimentary? Were they pretty uh, pretty respectful for Because they came in very hot. Both teams did, and, and you guys swept the weekend. I imagine they were shocked in one respect because of the, the, the two comebacks. But just, you know. Uh, what was Coach Stankowicz's thoughts? I think he he pretty much, you know, obviously very complimentary, but he also said, "Man, you guys really showed us how to close a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you you the way you guys close games out that's really impressive, and obviously that's something you know we're never out of any game. And I think we got that confidence in our dugout from pitching, defense, and hitting. I mean, that's kind of." You got to get 27 outs to beat us, and we know we're going to use all 27, and we're going to fight like heck. To, and you better be ready to go. And you give us, a, you give us a crack, we're going to push our way through. And um, so he was very complimentary in that perspective. And that, you know, they're they're a solid team. I mean, that's. I think I think it's uh, the fact you know they can run out three freshmen in their starting lineup, or and then. You know they're starting pitching. They did a great job against us too, and so they're they're going to you know they're going to be good. They're going to win a lot of games, and um, I, I think they go to Oklahoma State. So <laughs> Stanky always schedules very aggressive. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, it, it was a good series. It was a good series. Excellent series. Last couple of things with Oregon State pitching coach Rich Dorman. 
hearing a couple of guys come in and do great work in late game situations, Bryant Salgado and Chase Watkins, coach. Watkins a little more known. I actually called games when he was a Corvallis Knight and part of a back-to-back-to-back-to-back run that the Knights have had, as you know, in uh, the West Coast League. Chase, a great young man, fun to watch pitch. But he kind of comes back west after a sojourn down at City College of Central Florida. And I just wonder about both Bryant and Chase, if you could speak to how they end up kind of coming out here. Is that part of relationship in life and having having you know a lot of contacts in the game to be able to trust people in their evaluation and then to be able to recruit young men like this to come to the program? Yeah, I mean – any time you get an opportunity to come play in Corvallis and be a part of this this baseball family, um, I think any kid's open. Um, in those two cases in particular, um, yeah, I think relationships, developing relationships with you know certain scouts. I know Florida, a guy I coach with in the Mariners organization, he's a scout in Florida. We just were talking, and I'm like, man, we could really use another lefty. <laughs> and he's like, well, there's a kid down here at a junior college and told me his name, and then I started doing some research. I'm like, wow, wait a minute. I kind of was recruiting this kid when I was at Grand Canyon a little bit, and I know he committed to, I think, Cal Poly, and then come to find out he played in Corvallis for the ninth, like you were referring mm-hmm. to, Mike, and then the relationship just started building from there and, and you know, kind of the same similar story with Bryant. Uh, But I think the most beautiful thing about those two kids, it's how competitive they are and what, from where they've come from the fall to where they're at now. I think it's, it's a, it's beautiful. The fact that I think they got, they got awakening a little bit. They got roughed up in the fall. They had some adversity, um, but they're gamers. Like you mentioned earlier, I mean, they, when the lights come on, those good kids want to compete, and they're just so happy to be a part of this family here at Oregon State Baseball, and, and they want to go win a College World Series, just like all of those guys in the clubhouse. And um, so we've got a lot of work to do, you know, because that's the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, win the Pac-12, obviously, but we're not going to be satisfied unless we we're dogpiling last that last pile of the year. So. Well, I remember Mitch back in 07. That's been something that's been part of just the way he thinks. He said there's only one, and it's in, it's in Omaha because after a regional win or a super regional win, he just said, no, guys, you know, we've only got one in us, and it's at the end of the run at Rosenblatt, and, and Mitch got to do that twice. Great memories, but that's how he thinks. That's how he's wired, right? I mean, that's how you're all approaching this, it sounds like, Rich. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hey, Coach, last thing on Chase, and then I have to. I want to ask you about a tweet I saw from the damn analytics squad and get your thoughts on it. But uh, Chase Watkins, I can't remember exactly how Brooke used him with the Knights in the summer, but can does he profile in any way in some respects? Could he be a starter at some point? I mean, I, or is it too early to tell what kind of uh, role he may end up taking? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, honestly, half or bullpen could be starters mm-hmm. in other programs. You know, I think we're just really blessed and fortunate right now to have a Cooper Jersey, a Kevin Kevin Abel, 
Jake Benning and Will Fresh. I mean, we got we have a lot of starters potentially, mm-hmm. but at the same time, someone's got to be in the bullpen. And you know, and I feel like championships are won. I feel you know, championships are won. Obviously, yes, you need some great starting pitching, but it's also those guys who can put up zeros when you need zeros and get that last out of a ball game. And mm-hmm. um, I think one of the mottos, and it actually came from came from Chase, and I was talking to him about, you know, why why would you want to win a college World Series? And he's like, because those teams aren't forgotten about, you know? And I feel like that's, that's the mission of this team. It's like we could have a great year and we don't win it, and over time you just kind of get forgotten about, and that's what this, this group – wants to be remembered you know they've done they've been through so much going through the, the the thing last year and then obviously persevering through you know everything there and to put them to this point i know that's why they're extremely fired up so but yeah any of those guys could start mike okay final thing yesterday i saw a tweet from the damn analytics squad d-a-m analytics squad at four thirty-eight <laughs> p.m yesterday afternoon very excited to add a second pitching at Rapsodo to our arsenal. Now every pitch thrown by a bee will be collected for their development. Big thank you to the anonymous dugout club member who made this a reality. Hashtag go Beavs. Coach, could you give us a sense in closing? I know this is a whole subject and we don't have time to deal with this. This is the last thing. But what? How big of a tweet and a, a development is that for you as the pitching coach and for the pitchers themselves? I mean, the support, it, it's unbelievable. First of all, it's, you know, second to none, the fact that we have people that care about these young student athletes and their development. Um, second thing, like, that's, that's really special, the fact that our guys can go in, and it's not only our current players, it's next year's players, and their players after that, that this is a forward-thinking program and university. We're we're, we're moving forward. We're innovative, and we're going to continue to obviously develop guys and, and keep pushing the pushing the bar forward, pushing the higher to, to keep development moving. And, and uh, I think any recruit should see that and know that, hey, man, this is a very special place, not only for obviously our fan base and, and the history, but also, you know, they're going to come here and get developed. I think that's if I'm a young student athlete, that's what I want to be a part of. And the fact that we have an analytic team like the Dam Squad, and you know, obviously people supporting them, is it's they can see the benefits of having that in our game. And and uh, it's not just at the big league level; it's it's every level. And and so we're able to utilize those those tools and and just that's a, another resource that they can you know find an edge to to become a, a better pitcher and then we're going to take advantage of it yeah and at some point you've given us a lot of your time but i'm hopeful that you or mitch or somebody could even just in essence rap soto for pitchers means what with you know we read every pitch thrown by a beaver is collected to help their development is that it in a nutshell but is it collected in a way that it can be quick answer rich if you don't mind that it can be just yeah, studied yeah. and help with with all aspects of the craft and art of pitching yeah well every you know obviously every pitch thrown there's there's some sort of 
there's a number to it, you know, and I feel like, you know, we, we need to get each player, each player has their own unique skill set. And, and I think the better, you know, if we can effectively see how a guy spins a baseball or rotates the baseball, then, and we could put it up on the TV screen and they could see it and we can, it also helps injury prevention. You know, we could see if it, his, his release height and his release extension and maybe there's some fatigue there. There's, I mean, it's endless result, you know, endless data that we get from those, from the rap and track man and, uh, Yacker tech. I mean, so the, the numbers are great. They're, it really helps players now understand themselves better. And so now we're able, before we had one and we, ha- when we throw two pens at a time, it'd be like, all right, who wants to get on the rap cell today? And then so, you know, obviously both of them wanted it, but our guys were like, all right, you take it. And then, or even sometimes they'd switch mounts so they can each get a little bit of data on the, mm-hmm. we can get some data on them. But now we're able to take advantage of both, both tunnels and, or both bullpens and, um, get them on there. So in a nutshell, I mean, I think the, the numbers are, are good for them to see the, the spin efficiency of their breaking balls and change ups and fastballs and, so I think it's it's a very beneficial tool for our guys. Coach, it's great talking to you. We didn't mean to go this long, but just one one subject uh, begets another, and I'm hoping we can have many conversations down the road. I know the next step is a workout and then BYU on Thursday. Thanks for taking Thanks, time for us, Coach. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, John. You guys have a great day. Okay? Thank you. You too. Rich Dorman, our guest. It was a long stretch. He's Don no. McLean. Don McLean is calling Rich Dorman right now. See? I fear that. See? I told you. I know. I, fear, I warned I you. That. Uh, I can't come on with you guys. You're too long. I warned you, Don McLean, and on the rap soto. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. Uh, <laughs> what what did he say? The... Well, track man. Yeah. What was the tech? Ya, Yaku, Yower? Yeah. I don't know. No, that's a new one for me. Oh, come on. Right now I can just see the, the people in the world. Thing, oh, Rhapsody right. yeah, the Rhapsody in Blue. And, that's a new one you know, for me. Rap Soto, Trackman, and, and I wrote down, this is what it sounded like to me, and I can hardly wait to look it up and see what it is. And I know there's people, well, yeah, you know, well, there's people all over right now. What do you mean? Well, you, you're doing that with I the, wrote the Docker down, one. What's the ya- second one? I wrote, no, Yocker Tech. Is what I wrote down. Well, we use uh, you know Yockert. What did he say? Well, what what's did, the other one? Trackman. What's Trackman? Well, we'll talk about everything as we have an opportunity. <laughs> we'll talk to the folks at the the damn analytics squad. Twelve forty, <laughs> Joe Radio. If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer 
longer have a monthly storage bill, and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen. Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for Cash for Campers. I'm Paul. Uh, we have been stuck at home for about nine months now. Guarantee made it really easy for us. No hassles. They came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check. Text RV for me to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's RV, the number four, me to 55678. Guarantee RV is here to help you put cash in your pocket. Join the Natty Dresser for First Friday on Friday, March 5th. We'll have in-store specials, Irish-themed refreshments, fiddle music by Erica Nagamato, and a gift with purchase from our Leprechaun's Pot of Gold. We've reset the store for spring, so come in and see all the great new products. Join us for First Friday every month, open from 5 to 7. First Friday, this Friday at the Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban Street in historic downtown Albany. Dress well, be confident, find success. We set them up, you knock them down. Island Bowl! Highland Bowl is now open daily from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., offering limited recreational bowling, lottery games, and food to go. Reservations for bowling are recommended. Call 541-753-6161. That's 753-6161. Highland Bowl, North 9th Street, Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Go Beavs! Angry Beaver Grill is open for covered and heated outdoor dining as well as dinner-to-go orders Tuesday through Sunday. Get the favorites including Angry Beaver's Reuben and French Dip Sandwiches, Burgers, Tacos, and the Gables Recipe Chicken Bisque Soup and Garlic Croutons. Be sure to try Angry Beaver's Choice Flat Iron Steak or Salmon Dinner, available daily. Angry Beaver Grill open Tuesday through Sunday from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. for covered and heated outdoor dining in the back of the restaurant and for carryout on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Angry Beaver, thank you for your support. Go, man, go. You, you actually spelled it only, almost correctly. I, yeah, I listened to him. I heard him say it. First time I'd ever heard it. And I thought he said Yocker Tech, and he did. What is Except it? Except I spelled it when I wrote it down when he said it, copy and steal, furious note-taking. Uh, he wrote, he said Yakertek, and it's Y, I wrote down Y-A-K-E-R-T-E-C-H. It, it's just two Ks? That would, to me, be closer to, to Yaker. That would be yak, Yaker. Yaker, but double K is what it is. It's K-K-E-R. Wow. Y-A-K-K-E-R-Tech. Good, good guess. Yakertek. And does it say what it is? Well, I'm sure the orange one or somebody is already... Here's here's their mission statement at Yakertech. They have a backward K. The first K is a backward K. Then the next K in their their website is a regular K. Well, the like a strike. Get it? Yes. At Yakertech, <laughs> our mission is to equip players and coaches to push the boundaries of player development. Our commitment is to provide the most comprehensive, accurate, and accessible data from ball tracking to player motion. 
Yakertech software and camera systems allow for a more robust analysis of pitching and hitting than ever before. So they have pitching data with spin rate and velocity, location and movement, observed spin axis, axis spin efficiency, and four-seam rotation index. Those are the qualities that Yakertech provides. I guess what I'm wondering is, is Yakertech in direct competition right. with Rapsodo? If you have one, do you yeah, need the other? But it, it could be a little bit like... It does it, everything the same minus one or two things, yeah. or plus one so or two things. So if you have both... You got it all covered. And it sounds like we do. Sounds like the analytics squad does deploy Yakertech. Yacher, yeah. I think he said Yakertech. I don't know how it's well, pronounced. But but then is Brad, who's looking at it, saying, okay, well, uh, Verberg needs to do this differently? Eh, that's a fair question. And that's why I said, look, we're opening up a whole. And then how much <laughs> we time? We cannot devote. I asked him in, in a very quick nutshell, yeah. what exactly, how does Rapsodo help you? We should have maybe even Brad Brown himself or somebody yeah. on from the analytics squad to say, okay, how are these tools utilized? And then it, it just adds more work and in less time for a pitching coach or any coach to then go overall. First of all, look at all the data, break it down, make it for each player, which maybe maybe Brad and his his crew does, mm-hmm. and then the coach looks at that and then goes to the player and says, here's what we need to work on. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it creates more work, but – they have guys to do they it. Have a squad. I, I don't know how they do it. They have a squad. I just all I know is a squad. jugs machine. <laughs> Invented, I believe, in Portland. I think. If it, is there anybody out there that knows? I heard when I was in school back in the eighties that our coach Stan Bozich invented the jugs machine. It's is possible. that true? I I've always felt that there was some sort of. Northwest connection to that. If that's true, then that brings it closer. Someone has said that Stan Bozic at Lake Oswego and back in the early 80s or late 70s created the jugs machine. Now, TrackMan, (laughs) I looked up TrackMan just, I've heard of, I've heard Mitch refer to it. Now that tells me how you get out of the blocks. (laughs) <laughs> in track and field, not You take baseball. a spade, you dig your own little starting blocks, as in <laughs> Chariots of Fire, which I hadn't seen since 1981. My wife and I watched it last night and liked it. Uh, I, I, I liked I, it a uh, lot back slow. when it came out. Too slow. Okay. It's <laughs> it's an interesting piece. After having seen all the episodes of The Crown to see The Abdicator, The <laughs> Prince of Wales, early on. I mean, yeah, that meant that was all over my head back in 81. Oh, now you it know, makes more now sense. A little bit more of it makes sense. The anti-Semitism makes more sense to okay. me now than I understood or felt back in 81. Yeah. It's a good movie. Maybe overrated. A lot of people put Chariots of Fire on the overrated list that it came because of Angelus's music. It kind of yeah. caught people up and that it wasn't that great. It actually is okay. a good movie. Right. Well acted, good script, interesting themes. I remember it. When it Chariots came out. of Fire. Yeah. So you dig your own starting blocks. But here it says Trackman is all about knowledge. When you're working with data, you want numbers that are reliable, accurate, and instant. With TrackMan, that's exactly what you get. TrackMan Baseball is used for player evaluation and development by all major league and minor league teams in the United States. That's probably where, you know, Mitch and Rich working together one year in the Mariner system and having both men in the Mariner system, 
Mitch, when he got here, remember one of the things he talked about was using the use of analytics. Yeah. And, and I feel as at the time when he said it, I didn't quite know what it meant, and I still don't fully know how the use of analytics is uh, realized, so to speak, how it actually is executed and how they do this. But the TrackMan Portable is based on the same optically enhanced dual radar technology used in the TrackMan Stadium product. Uh, product. So measurements captured during practice and in games are directly comparable. When you're coaching a player to reach their next level or working with a team to win the next game, nothing less will do. That's their literature yeah. and their website. TrackMan Portable starts at $18,995. These things are not cheap. I don't Whoa. think Rapsodo is cheap. Yacker Tech certainly can't be cheap. Well, so it you... sounds as though through donations, through investment, through belief in, commitment, as Rich Dorman said, we can tell, hey, you come here, we have the state of the art stuff great. to help you realize your great. full development. I, I want to make it clear for myself, for me, analytics, I have a problem with how it's applied to strategy. But analytics with $18,000 machines to make a player better, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Right. That's cool. I, I mean, it's just a toy to play with. It's great. Let's take a break, Doc. We've got an hour to go. I hope we get an OSU women's basketball player. Trevor Kramer's working on that. If not, we have some open phones on 1240 Joe Radio. All set, please. Here's the microphone. This thing on. This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. Twelve forty. Joe Radio. I'm Frank Miller with your money now. Well, stocks have traded mostly lower for the bulk of the afternoon session. However, the Dow and the S and P have both peaked in today's trading. Well, even despite the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Americans are still searching for spring break destinations. According to travel website Expedia, Cancun, Mexico is the top search destination this year. A few other Mexican resort towns also made this year's list, including Puerto Vallarta, Isla Mujeres, and Los Cabos. In the mainland U.S., the top destinations include Orlando, Miami, and Las Vegas, while Oahu and Maui are the top destinations for travel to Hawaii. And a joint vaccine manufacturing partnership is being announced between Johnson & Johnson and Merck. The two pharma competitors will be working together to produce and distribute Johnson & Johnson's new single-dose COVID-19 vaccine, which was recently given emergency use authorization by the FDA. Merck says it will offer two of its facilities to assist with production, which could effectively double the production of the new vaccine. That's your money now. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-469-7272. That's 800-469-7272. 800-469-7272. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop 
you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glassman. Hi, this is Matt Vaskersian with another little-known legend of sports. Water polo doesn't usually make front-page news, but in 1956, a match at the Summer Olympics turned into something of an international incident. The match featured the Soviet Union against Hungary, but it occurred against a much larger political backdrop. Just a few weeks earlier, the Soviets had invaded Hungary to crush an anti-communist revolution, so the match was rife with political symbolism. The competition between the two teams was ferocious, and after Hungarian star Irvin Zador scored a pair of goals, he was sucker-punched by the Soviet Union's Valentin Prokopov. The blow left Zador with a deep gash under his right eye, and pictures of him leaving the pool bleeding profusely were published all around the world. Hungary won that contest and went on to win the gold medal, but the blood-in-the-water match, as it's come to be known, is now a part of both Olympic and political history, qualifying as a little-known legend of sports. I'm Matt Vaskersian. Here's football legend Howie Long for Skechers Art Fit Shoes. Do you like comfort? Of course you do. Everyone does. But if you've never tried Art Fit Shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying Arch Fit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. You're missing out on the number one thing. Because with Arch Fit, Skechers created a whole new kind of comfort. They teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for all day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel. And you who say you have a passion for comfort but haven't tried them? That's like saying you're a sports fan but have never watched football. It makes no sense. So if you're the kind of person who claims to like comfort, stop what you're doing and try a pair of ArchFit exclusively from Skechers. Then you'll finally understand true comfort. See all the styles of comfortable, machine-washable ArchFit shoes now at Skechers.com. The following is a production of the Two Docs Broadcasting Network. There's no place like home. I suppose your name is Smith. Seven, eight, nine. Indeed, Niner Jonathan Smith has come home. Smith sets up, post corner, Rob. Prescott makes the catch at the 20 for the 10th 
Without a shotgun, throws on the post, caught, and on his way in is Robert Prescott. Touchdown, Beavers on the slam. As Jonathan returns, so does the Joe Beaver Show with the familiar names. His name is Mike. Mike Parker. You do know him, don't you? And... John isn't torment. John isn't Davos or the Red Woman or Stannis for that matter. John is John. And their familiar means of wailing guests. Guess that fellow's number! Get his number! But it's one number Nine. that we rally around as we welcome you to the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Just got confirmation talking yeah. about a, a hard-working man, Trevor Kramer. Taya Corsdale coming up at about 1245. Do we know, I mean, it, ma- it matters none. It matters none. But when we were talking about women's basketball having already gone to Vegas, it just popped into my mind. Are Is Vegas back to normal? Are people going around and doing I things? I don't think so. I, I don't, John. Are the casinos open Wayne and running? Wayne has told me when we get Coach Tinkle on for the pregame show tomorrow when we're in Salt Lake City, it's not as though it's apropos yet to speak to that. Yeah. But we'll be on the air tomorrow, 3.30. Uh, 3.30. 10.30 in the morning for the women's game. And so then we're going to have them both on Joe Back Radio. to back, yeah. So Ron Cowan with the pregame show at 10.30 tomorrow morning. And it doesn't matter. I'm just curious. No, I, I, I don't think so, because if it were, I'm not sure. Wayne has told me what the protocols will be for the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas. We talked off the air about uh-huh. it. And what and he their said, expectations are. So, he said it is so locked in and tight in terms of no movement outside. You really? stay in, everything Everything's brought to your rooms. I mean, I've I don't know heard... the full details, but the sense of, yeah, guys, go uh, enjoy life walking right, down the strip right. and we'll see you back here in a couple hours. No, no. that ain't happening. I've also heard, too, and I, I don't, not confirmed, but that they're not really doing team meals like they would do in one of the banquet rooms for all of the teams that have been traveling. You go down and get your meal and take it And bring it back, it back to, to your, your room. room. You have mm-hmm. the same roommate all the time. And you can't, the kids can't, like, gather in each other's rooms. The baseball players told me that. Right. And in Vegas, from what I what I sensed, and whether things change or not, but the sense I got from Wayne was that the ability to go to a room and get your meal and go back to your room is going to be, I think, taken out for every set of roommates will have their meals delivered to their rooms. Really? I mean, they... These these guys will be a la jurors sequestered. They're not gonna. They're gonna be in their rooms, and they get and then they're guided to the bus to go to practice. I mean, it, it's not as though Vegas. It doesn't. It, the city that they're in matters uh-huh. not. When you ask, is Vegas open again? Yeah, it could be, but for the guys, <laughs> but they it's won't not know it. Be. Yeah, and no fans, I assume. I don't know if anybody's been I, to I Vegas lately or whether there's any sense of, of life on the Strip or open. I think there there may well, be. Well, it's interesting, though, now that I think about it. The WAC, I think it was the WAC came out two weeks ago to declare no fans at their tournament, but other uh, leagues came on to say they would have fans at their tournament. The ACC, I think, in, in Raleigh. 
Okay, but um, have you heard from any of the tournaments that happen in Vegas whether there would be any no, fans? No, no. It was, it was other conferences yeah. that aren't playing in Vegas. Right. Um, I saw a shot of, and I don't even remember who was playing or what the deal was, and it might have just been a still used. Ted Robinson or somebody was promoting the fact of the men's Pac-12 tournament coming up at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. And the graphic showed the strip with the long, steady stream of red lights on cars, uh-huh. which in my mind immediately went to, hmm, is that a current photograph? No. Or is that just a file photograph from any other Stock day footage. in the history of the strip? Stock footage. Probably. Especially but if it they made showed... me think that, oh, wait a minute, if that's current, I, yeah, yeah. maybe there is life again in Vegas. Yeah, we, we always do our detective work, and you think, ah, stock footage. Probably. Too bad. It's too bad. But uh, hopefully by next year we'll get back to it. And and I, it's just great that there's going to be tournaments. Yes. The men in Indiana, the women in San Antonio, and I fully believe that Oregon State will make it to the women's side. The men can get hot. And I don't know about the other tournaments. Have the, has the NIT there is or the going others? To, there will be an NIT of 16 teams, I believe. And do you know where they're going to gather? I, I don't know how that's going to play out yet. Yeah. So that's that's great. That's an opportunity for I mean, if the, the men, athletes. If the men, their season has been really intriguing. If they, if they can beat Utah tomorrow and beat Oregon mm-hmm. again Sunday night, and Oregon is on a roll right now, they're going to come into Gill – Full, at full strength, most likely, mm-hmm. having lost to the Beavers in Eugene and heck bent, that damn analytics squad, <laughs> heck bent on trying to get the split. Yeah. But the Beavers, I, I like, you know, I mean, I think that's an interesting game. The Beavers could very well determine who wins the Pac-12 regular season outright. Oregon will be ultra-focused on that game to try to win the league outright. They play UCLA tomorrow at home. If they beat UCLA, I don't think that clinches it. I think they'd still have to run the table on the week and beat the Beavers Sunday late afternoon at Gill. But that that becomes a very intriguing, compelling game. The last game of the regular season with the potential of the Pac-12 regular season championship on the line – with the Beavers in, in a position to spoil it yeah. for Oregon. But also, I think, you know, more important, if there is a 16-team NIT, and I believe there we is. We have information on okay, that. Okay. Then it, the Beavers are not out of the realm. You know, if they beat Utah and beat Oregon, suddenly now, I mean, they're one of the hotter teams on the finish. And, That's right. And get, go get one in the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas or a couple. I mean, they Obviously, we, we acknowledge, yeah, you could run the table and win the tournament. We always need to acknowledge that going in. But we also have to you know, put ourselves up against the difficulty of that task. But just say, win a game or two down there, and if you sweep this weekend at, uh, at Utah and against Oregon, I think you're in that kind of conversation. I do. Uh, yeah, 15, 15 wins, yeah. But let's see what Richard has to say about Pete the NIT. Card joins us on the Joe Beaver Show. Richard, thanks for the call. Yeah, I was listening to some programming on your station last night, and they were talking about the NIT, and I'd heard this before. 
this year it's there's no seated i mean not seated but there's no locked in spots it's all by invitation and there are so many huge marquee name teams out there that have really had bad years but the they you know it's teams that uh, won't make the NCAA for the first time in forever mm-hmm. um like Louisville so the speculation of the uh, people on uh, uh, on the show was that they're just going to go for all these marquee names. It uh, uh, doesn't matter the record. Uh, and with only 16 teams to fill slots, it's going to be really difficult for an Oregon State okay. to get in there uh, when they've got uh, Michigan States and Louisville and all these other teams to uh, <laughs> pick from because they're going to be having this tournament down in Denton, Texas, okay. just outside of Dallas, yeah. and so um, what's there? They're going for they're going for TV ratings. North Texas, yeah, but what facilities? Well, North Texas is uh, gym. The, I imagine. There's a couple of ones they're going to use. They're going to use North Texas University Stadium or Arena and uh, a pro arena. I forget what the name of the arena is down there but uh as a result um i'm i'm really not too uh yeah, optimistic I hear you. Uh, with uh, the beaver chances of getting into that one because it's going to be a uh you know people will pay to watch these teams play because they recognize the sure, name sure and people will tune in but they're not going to unfortunately the beavers don't bring the same eyes to the tube yeah in numbers that's too bad richard i get that now were were the were the people you were listening to on 1240 joe radio were they just speculating though that this is what they hear is likely to happen with the nit i mean did they have reason to to back that kind of idea that kentucky michigan state louisville and the like will be invited to it or was that just well, this is how this is going to play out. It was their opinion. It was their opinion, but it, it, if I was putting on the NIT and I said it was an it, it was a by invitation only, literally yeah. type of tournament, and I had all these names yeah. to pick from, huge markets and and national recognition. Um, yeah, that okay. that to me seems a very, from a marketing standpoint, that makes total one hundred percent sense. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I want the Beavers to Beavers got to just win out in in Vegas and and uh, win their way into the NCAA's to 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 put any doubt to rest about a postseason tournament berth. Um, I hear you. No, I got yeah. that. Whereas last year, they were on a track and they maybe gotten one more win, and even if not, they were being strongly considered for the NIT last year, as you oh, recall. Yeah. With 32 teams playing yeah. rather than just 16. Yeah. Uh, you know, if there were 32 teams in the NIT this year, yeah, I would give the Beavers a good shot of having a chance of being in there. But with only 16 and with all these schools to pick from because yeah. who had just, you know, bad seasons for them, um, it's going to be a tough one. Good points, Richard. 
Thank you for, for making them. We appreciate hearing from you. Picard on the downward dog That's phone bad news, line. but it's understandable. Yeah, and I, I, I have not done any studying of the NIT other than just I saw a tweet to the effect that, that the NIT is going to be a 16-team field. Yeah. Richard listened last night to Joe Radio and heard more information about I'm it. I'm just glad I, there's I basketball. Him. I'm glad there's yeah. tournaments. Yeah. Get it. Get it in this year and then get back to normal next year. Oh, I guess Alabama has already stated it'll have a full football stadium next fall. Well, yes, and then let's hope indeed that that – I mean, but again, we, good for them, you know, and it doesn't surprise me they would be the first to come out and say it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen just because they said it's going to. It does. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, speaking of, of, of just of things and, and bold ventures and trying to, to play and get young people playing their way through in these difficult times, it's my understanding, and if any of you here locally are parents of kids who are about to embark on high school sports locally or have, if they're not your own children, but you're aware of nieces and nephews and grandkids or whatever the case may be. Is it true? Is it safe? No, but is it true? Football Friday? I, I'm, yeah. I think that yeah. CV plays Friday I don't know night. who, though. I, mean, and that I don't means know who's CV opted in, who isn't. And, yes, as I understand it, they are. Okay. And Josh tells us it'll be a six-game season, but I would like someone to call in and say what they're doing. Yeah, and so – I think CV plays Friday. I visited with Ryan Starwalt briefly, who, because of the shortened baseball season that will be upcoming later, uh-huh. Ryan has stepped aside for now. It may not be a permanent retirement, but just his own, you know, other businesses that he's involved, business that he's involved with and so on. It just felt like he didn't feel as though he could give everything that the baseball players at Crescent Valley High School need, deserve, require for uh, – for him to be the head coach this right, year and right. maybe even beyond that. Who knows? But we'll see. But Ryan said it's his understanding that CV plays Friday night. Is there a full league schedule and has it been announced? Six games. But Ryan's sense was Coach Connor, at least from CV's standpoint, has had not many practices. And I just wonder about numbers. And if you're, again, these are things that if you are a parent, here in the Mid Valley of, of schools in West and South and other schools in the area, is it happening Friday night? Is, is high school football happening? Are you able? I don't think they're able to. Fans can I, go or I, not go. I, I it's don't the think strangest so. of times. So I'm just wondering if there's anybody in our midst who can share something along these lines. And all three sports are they going to at some point cross over? It's probably time to get Peter Weber on again yeah. just to bring us. Okay, how did you? How did you come up with this? How did you structure this? What's happening around the state? If any of you right here can tell, well, I don't know what's happening all over the state, but here in the Mid Valley, here's our understanding. And we, yeah, we've got our son's got a game Friday night. Our daughter's got this. We'd love to hear from somebody out there on the front lines of this whole thing. If you would care to text or call us, please do. We'll take a break. If you'd like to join us, in any way along these lines, 497-5356. That's the Downward Dog phone line. The text line presented by University Honda, the same number. If you have inside knowledge in your own family's experience. And then I'm wondering too, Doc, what about if you're 
child is a multi-sport person. Right. Like football, basketball, baseball. Are they separated Can out they enough? Can they do it? Um, for girls, soccer, softball, and basketball? Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, are they separated out enough between now and the end of the school year that you an know, athlete could play all three in the case of football, basketball, or baseball, right. and or a combination of sports as you go? And they will be truncated. I know that football only has six games. Okay. It's three short of the normal. Starting Friday night. Yeah. I just wonder <laughs> through it all what this, you know, whether any of you have parents have been reluctant yeah. to, to let your kids back into that kind of participation. These are things we're hoping to hear from one of you, some of you, any of you, 497-5356-1240 Joe Radio. Join the Natty Dresser for First Friday on Friday, March 5th. We'll have in-store specials, Irish-themed refreshments, fiddle music by Erica Nagamato, and a gift with purchase from our Leprechaun's Pot of Gold. We've reset the store for spring, so come in and see all the great new products. Join us for First Friday every month, open from 5 to 7. First Friday, this Friday at the Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban Street in historic downtown Albany. Dress well, be confident, find success. We set them up, you knock them down. Highland Bowl! Highland Bowl is now open daily from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., offering limited recreational bowling, lottery games, and food to go. Reservations for bowling are recommended. Call 541-753-6161. That's 753-6161. Highland Bowl, North 9th Street, Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage bill and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen. Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for cash for campers. I'm Paul. Uh, We've been stuck at home for about nine months now. Guarantee made it really easy for us. No hassles. They came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check. Text RV for me to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's RV, the number four, me to 55678. Guarantee the RV is here to help you put cash in your pocket. Angry Beaver Grill is open for covered and heated outdoor dining as well as dinner-to-go orders Tuesday through Sunday. Get the favorites including Angry Beaver's Reuben and French Dip sandwiches, burgers, tacos, and the Gables Recipe Chicken Bisque Soup and Garlic Croutons. Be sure to try Angry Beaver's Choice Flat Iron Steak or Salmon Dinner, available daily. Angry Beaver Grill open Tuesday through Sunday from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. for covered and heated outdoor dining in the back of the restaurant and for carryout on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Angry Beaver, thank you for your support. 
Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. Welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Unfortunately, both Mike Parker and John Warren have summer birthdays, meaning the Joe Beaver Show isn't on the air on their special day. Since we can't honor them on their birthdays during the summer on the Joe Beaver Show, we've decided to effectively declare their birthday to be today. Here's Oregon State football coach Jonathan Smith on why he thinks either Mike or John deserves for their birthday to be today. He's dynamic, man. He's a competitive kid, tough kid. It was his day today. Uh, we're really happy for him. Let's celebrate Mike and John on the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. I'm glad someone has that mindset. Thank you, Josh, for that <laughs> as we continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Still looking forward to visiting with Taya Corsdale down in Vegas with the Oregon State women's basketball team a little bit later in the hour and very kind of our next guest. We've been talking about Mike Connor and CV getting its season underway and Coach Connor responded to the call and the invitation during that uh, commercial break. Yeah, and he doesn't even know who we are. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been on before with us once. Have I we believe. had him on? Yeah, I believe Mike's okay. been on once. My bad. But he still may not know who we are. But <laughs> That's we, true. We are grateful to have Coach Mike Connor, the head football coach at Crescent Valley High School, take time and short notice to join us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Coach, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. And thanks for coming on. I asked you during the break, is it true that you're really playing Friday night at South Albany? You said yes. So you're playing. Coach, how did it? Yep, yep. How, how long have you been practicing? How long have you been able to practice? Uh, we Well, we've been holding some optional workouts, you know, as we were allowed to, you know, since kind of August, September, October, um, we got shut down there for a little bit, but we've, we've been kind of doing some conditioning and running stuff outside and a little bit of install, you know, for a few months now, but, you know, it was one or two days a week and we've been at it for the last three weeks now, kind of. Our first week was no gear, um, so this is our second week in in gear, and we got to strap it up and be ready to go on Friday night. So, so it's been it's been quick. Everybody's in the same boat, but do you think like you'd like more time? Of course, every coach wants more time, but how do you think the the guys are not only with with their you know grasp of what you want to do, but also just hitting. Do you think they'd hit enough? Um, I mean, you know, we've tried to control it and, uh, you know, teach the fundamentals that we usually do, you know, in, in our camp in July, and then we got all of August to kind of hone in on those skills. But, you know, it's been a very quick uh, preparation in, in gear. Uh, 
and you know we're trying to do the best we can you know with the short amount of time but you know there there is concerns that you know we haven't had a lot of time to get them ready but like i said we're we're doing our best and you know we feel feel confident that they can go out there and play play the game safe and have an understanding you know it's obviously limited reps compared to a, a normal uh, kind of preparation fall. Um, so, so yeah, I think we're ready. Um, like I said, it's just been it's everything's very condensed right now. Mike Connor, head football coach at Crescent Valley High School, our guest. Coach, what kind of numbers are you able to work with now? Is it? I know numbers have been declining, unfortunately, in high school football across the country. Certain regions, not so much. But our state has seen decline in participation. I don't know if that was trending that way anyway. But in light of that and the pandemic, I mean, how are you doing in terms of numbers? Uh, we're struggling in numbers. Um, you know, when we were kind of looking at things in August when, uh, you know, we, we might had a had a go in August, uh, we had about 54 to 56 um, kind of signed up ready to go um then those kind of dwindled in january february um and then by the time we got to that first official practice we are at about 28 healthy bodies right now oh there's a lot of two-way guys there well then let's look at it positively how did you get a sense, because we've heard all about, you know, tragedy and depression and uh, other issues with the kids being locked up. Did you get a sense of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're here. This is awesome when you got the kids out on the field. Yeah, I mean, they're just excited to get back out there. And, you know, up until a few weeks ago, we were still very unsure that uh, a normal, you know, 11 on 11 football season was going to happen, but you know, just to have them out there working and being around each other and coaching them up. I mean, it's been really good for all of us. And then when we got the, uh, when we got the call that it was going to happen, you know, it really kind of, things got real and the kids got, you know, really excited for, for the opportunity. You know, we got five seniors, so to send them off, you know, in a shortened season, but but at least they get to strap strap up the helmets one more time in high school and kind of at least get a little bit of you know what they missed in the fall. Coach Connor, have you been able to to track the if you had fifty four in August and in twenty eight now roughly? Have you been able to talk to the other youngsters and their families even a little bit about why they're not returning? Or are they just is this just a situation where they're not comfortable in staying with the game of football right now? Have, have you followed each family in a sense carefully to see why they didn't come back out? Yeah, I mean, you know, the kids that, that we hadn't seen around that we thought, you know, were really going to be some of the ones that were going to be there, you know, it, it's been kind of uh, different circumstances across the board. I mean, some are uh, not comfortable with uh, – COVID and, you know, some of the protocols in place, such as, you know, playing with a mask on. Uh, some some families were against that. Um, 
and that's their decision. And we respect that, but you know, we've lost a few there. Um, some seniors, you know, have graduated early or going to graduate early and have jobs and just didn't feel like, you know, the six game shortened season was, was worth them giving up jobs and things like that, or, you know, having to take more classes because they are working. Um, there's some, some of that in the older kids. Um, and then, like I said, it's just been, it's been kind of hard to reach some too, because we're not seeing them face to face. I don't have them, necessarily in my classes so sometimes it's hard to track them down through email and phone calls you don't mm-hmm. always get a get an answer but like i said it's just been kind of different circumstances for different families but we kind of accounted for probably 15 to 20 what, where they're at and we're able to communicate with them but they just felt like mm-hmm. the spring wasn't for them and we're hopeful you know some of them the youngsters are uh, pretty pretty into coming back in the fall if things kind of are somewhat normal uh, and some of those protocols maybe change. Uh, they'd be more more apt to play next fall um, if things go that direction. Okay. Mike, we really appreciate it. Just a couple of more things. and You've got a Zoom class going on, so you had time to duck. Uh, out or whatever to talk to us. We appreciate it. Will will you be playing in masks? Will the players have masks on during games? Yep, yep. We were, uh, we were, we had a a head coaches meeting. Um, Obviously, the OSAA is going along with OHA and um, some of the protocols, you know, we got to follow to be able to play uh, the game of football right now. And one of them is that Everybody is masked masked up at all times. So whether they're on the sideline or in the game, they will uh, be having a mask on. Will any, as far as you know, any parents or anybody be allowed to come to the games? Uh, As far as I know, and the last I heard was there will be no spectators um, inside the stadiums. Uh, There's, you know, some different circumstances where maybe they could stand outside, Mm -hmm. you know, the stadium, but they will not, uh, no spectators inside the stadium. And the final thing for me, John may have something to close with coach Mike Connor, head football coach at Crescent Valley on a much bigger, we talked to Steve Corey recently from Lake Ridge and we've read and heard and been all uh, from uh, Lake Oswego high school, former Lake Lake Ridge star, uh, (laughs) But we talked to Steve Corey recently and, and have read with great pain to all of us the, the tragedy at Lake Ridge. And so what I wonder is, you know, when you say you you have 54 kids in August and you've done everything you can to reach back out, some of the people you've not even been able to make contact with in the ensuing months, This is these are the most important questions, right, though, Coach, in terms of the mental health and the joy that John alluded to that you saw in, in young men being able to get out and play football again. I don't for me that's that's such a huge part of all of this. Do you sense the, the the importance more than ever of these activities for young people to get back involved with for their mental health as much as what it means to them, you know, to play a sport physically? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, 
all the studies out there show, you know, uh, the benefits of, you know, team sports and, and things like that. I mean, you know, just to hopefully get these kids, you know, back in school, you know, to be around their friends. Um, I think that's huge. I mean, obviously I'm a teacher and a coach, so I mean, yeah, I see the benefits of athletics and things like that, but, you know, overall, I think just to give these kids the sense of, you know, the normal routine that they're used to and the importance of, you know, being around their peers and, and getting out of their house and having people to talk to and things like that. Um, I mean, I think all that just speaks for itself. And, you know, obviously around the country, there's been some tragedies with, um, you know, some mental health things and stuff like that. So I think just all of us doing our part to, you know, if we got to play with masks on to make this mm-hmm. happen, you know, let's do it because if we don't, then the, it could be taken away. So, um, you know, we just got to do what we need to do and, and give these kids the, the outlets they need to, you know, be around each other and just uh, have people there for them. Just one last question that came from a listener, and that is if you've lost any players to college that they didn't want to get hurt, and if you had any any college-bound players. No, no college-bound players. Uh, We did lose uh, a three-year or two-year starter for us uh, in the fall, moved to uh, Utah to play um, a fall season in Utah. So I I did lose one to an out-of-state transfer that – his his family thought it was best that he go play somewhere as you know he's a junior and a, a big big recruiting year for him so he wanted to get some things on on film and at that time we didn't know what was happening in Oregon so he decided uh, to move over to Utah. That's too bad, Mike. Thank you for taking time for us, Coach. Uh, good luck this Friday oh, guys. against South Albany. We'll be following you and hope it all goes well. And just glad you're back, even if it's a truncated situation. I can tell in your voice that you're glad to be back coaching these young men. Thanks for taking time for us. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Head coach Mike Connor. Let's break. And I hope you had a couple of people off the air during the conversation, which came up very quickly with Coach Connor. If you'd like to call now with your own set of experiences, feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Then we'll visit with Taya Corsdale in our final segment at Open Phones Next, 1240 Joe Radio. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, Corvallis Floor Covering would like to thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and looks forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Stop by and see Wendy, Robin, or Brian and check out their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood floorings, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves! Your local Qdoba Mexican Eats plays an important role in serving our communities and will continue to provide access to freshly prepared food during this challenging time. While dining rooms are temporarily closed, all of your local Qdoba locations in Salem, Corvallis, Eugene, and throughout Oregon are ready to serve you with their same great flavors, making sure to take all safety precautions out of concern for their dedicated workers and valued customers. For quick and easy takeout ordering, call ahead to your locally owned and operated Qdoba Mexican Eats for curbside pickup. 
lineup. You can also use the app or order online at Qdoba.com. Hi, this is Dave from Tom Water. WSU Press, yep, that's the Cougs, has just published my latest book, Lewis and Clark Reframed. In Lewis and Clark Reframed, we will examine how the famous American expedition was influenced by the British explorers, James Cook, George Vancouver, and Alexander Mackenzie, all of whom preceded Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Northwest. Order Lewis and Clark Reframed from WSU Press, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookstore. If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage bill and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen trailers fifth wheels toy haulers motorhomes they all qualify for cash for campers i'm paul uh, we've been stuck at home for about nine months now guarantee made it really easy for us no hassles they came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check text rv for me to 55678 for special offers or visit guarantee.com that's rv the number four me to 55678 guarantee RV is here to help you put cash in your pocket. All right, welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show. Let's go back to the phones. Taya Corsdale joining us in here in about six minutes. just a few minutes, minutes, we got Dave, and you had a caller off the air, whoever you were. Um, central, please. a central person said they're good to go, and then ah, a, there a, you um, go. Um, yeah, someone from so, Santa Am Christian. Central, Santa Am, if you have any experiences you'd like to share about how things are going, we'd love to hear from you on the Joe Beaver Show. Let's uh, get Dave in, and then we'll visit with uh, one other person on the Downward Dog Sports Line. Break and come back with Taya from Vegas. Doug from Central. Dave, go ahead. Hey, Dave. Yeah, just uh, two quick things. First of all, uh, you know, happy birthday, guys. Um, I think uh, <laughs> I think Josh missed Gene Collins, so I don't want Gene Collins left out of the birthday wishes. Um, well, except it's not yeah. our birthday. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know. It was that was that the uh, the intro we had. The happy birthday! Did you guys have? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't listening so, to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. So I, I thought, you know, he left out Gene Collins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are doing great, making sure you you slow that part down so there's no confusion anymore. Yes, um, it's very important. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I texted in that that last question you asked John and. I, I I was interested because I thought, you know, guys are going to football games and I wonder if there's any high school players that have already signed and they just said, you know, I, I don't want to take a chance. I don't want to, you know, I'm, well, already, you know what, Dave, I'm let me, already on scholarship. Yeah, and let, know, me, let, that way. let me interrupt you, Dave, because I was shocked, honestly. I was like, oh, that's a hit for a guy that is recruitable, that does have a, a quote-unquote recruitable year and wants to get on huddle goes in the fall to another state to play and that that's happening all over the state of Oregon. Yeah, and I didn't realize that was happening and and uh, I was kind of shocked to hear that, but at the same time, you know, if you you've got to make that happen, you've got to be, yeah. you know, have, have Hey, we got to get to we got to get um, to one more call before we get to um Taya Corsdale in 3 minutes, all right, Dave? Awesome. 
awesome. Nice okay. to hear from you, Talk Dave. You Thank later. you. Let's go to... I think it's Doug in Central. Doug, is this you? Uh, this is Dave, and uh, yeah, Central High School is my place of employment. Yeah, we're, we're on against uh, North Salem, and uh, my wife works over at Dallas High School, and, and uh, they're going to take on South, Al- South Salem. Okay, good, and uh, you guys are... Everybody's masked up. Do you know what kind of numbers you have, and and maybe even Dallas has for their teams? Well, I could. Uh, I'm from Gold Beach, and I know the coaching staff down there. I'm not around much right now because I'm laid up from school with uh, coming off the of surgery, so I was able to catch all your guys' uh, broadcast, which I really enjoyed. But to make a long story short, Gold Beach has already had a COVID case because hmm. I know the coaching staff down there. But they're going to go and play Myrtle Point, and they dropped the eight man and. The, the reason why they're losing players is tough to get them back from jobs because my wife's oh. on Zoom. She's a high school mm-hmm. teacher, and the kids have this extra time, and they've picked up employment. Well, that's a good sign in one respect. And that's a little bit what Coach Connor from CV was alluding to, too. I mean, there's some of these seniors who've gotten jobs, and, hey, you know, as much as they love football, right now they want to keep working. And real quick, Mike, uh, you know, I, I transferred. Uh, I'm a fellow Grover, so a shout out to the Grovers, and uh, we're really proud of you. And uh, I've married a Grover that's actually in the Hall of Fame down there. It's the best move I ever made. Go Lions! Uh, are Are you able to tell me who? Uh, well, yeah, sure, I can tell it. Yeah, she'd be. Uh, she's real unassuming, and she's probably nobody knows she's in the Woo Hall of Fame also, but she's in the Cottage Grove Hall of Fame, and uh, uh, her name was uh, Casey Cosby. But I changed it to Kate. Okay, but Casey, what's it? Cogburn? Cosler. C O S E L L E R. C O S L E R. Okay, now that I can tell. I mean, that's a name that did that came well after yours truly's life and times in Cottage oh, Grove. Yeah. But uh, he's saying you're really young <laughs> compared to him. She's a she's a legend, and I was a wannabe at Cottage Grove. We were a doormat. <laughs> actually, they uh, she's player of the year three A, you know, at the highest level. She, she was something else. Wow. So I, I got I, I found that later in college, and that was the best move I ever made. But anyway, she's a teacher at Dallas now. Nice. And uh, and I'd like to talk about Wayne Twango. I didn't know he was such a stud. Uh, I learned that through your deep conversation, which was awesome. And uh, but I fished with uh, Wayne Twango, uh, taught his kids all these years, and never knew that he was like a pitcher of the year for the Bees, and you know had a, like a point nine eight ERA for mm-hmm. uh, for the Eugene Emeralds, I believe. That's pretty that's good. I, right? Yeah, I don't know of his post Oregon State stuff, but that's that's impressive. Hey, uh, like twenty six and like twenty six and four. That's not bad. That's one year. That's not yeah. bad at all. I'd like to. I'll learn more about him, Dave, and uh, appreciate. We've got to get Taya Corsdale connected from Vegas. Right on. Thank right on. you. Bees, uh, yeah. Good timing and uh, good work on the calls, guys. Thanks a go. lot, Dave, and go Lions too. Cottage Grove Lions. Different era, though. Yeah, way different. <laughs> we break and come back with uh, Taya Corsdale from Las Vegas on twelve forty Joe Radio. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. 
Hi, this is Dave from Tumwater. WSU Press, yep, that's the Cougs, has just published my latest book, Lewis and Clark Reframed. In Lewis and Clark Reframed, we will examine how the famous American expedition was influenced by the British explorers, James Cook, George Vancouver, and Alexander Mackenzie, all of whom preceded Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Northwest. Order Lewis and Clark Reframed from WSU Press, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookstore. We cont- I think that's what he's thinking of. We continue on the Joe <laughs> Beaver Show. Uh, Mike Parker with John Warren. And a real pleasure, and our thanks to Trevor Kramer for making this happen, but even a bigger thanks to Taya Corsdale herself after a practice today, making herself available to us for a conversation back here on the Joe Beaver Show. As the Beavers, one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, finishing the regular season in such a strong way, sweeping the L.A. schools, beating Oregon in Eugene, winners of six of seven. Taya, a huge part of that, and a great game in Eugene uh, this past weekend. Taya, thanks for taking time for us on the Joe Beaver Show. How's life in Vegas? How was the workout, and how are things for all of you guys down there? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, things are definitely a lot different than they have been in the past, obviously due to the pandemic. There's a lot more rules and things we need to follow just in order just to be here. Um, so we're very thankful to be here. Um, but yeah, we just had our two practices today. Um, we just finished up that. Um, just had lunch, and now we're kind of just hanging out at the hotel room. But so far, so good. Taya, could you tell us a little bit more about what you're subjected to in terms of the ve- – I hear it's highly restrictive. Wayne Tinkle has told me that when the men go to Vegas, he laid out in quick fashion, we got to do this, we got to do that, we can't go there, we got to be – we're going to have guides everywhere we go, very little freedom of movement within, even within the hotel. So are you kind yeah. of facing all of that, Taya? What does that look like for you guys? How restrictive is it? Oh, yeah. Um, It's pretty restrict, obviously, masks everywhere, Um, getting tested every morning, um, wearing our trackers, um, staying in our hotel rooms when we're not playing, um, which which we kind of knew it was going to be like this. Um, We were told the same things as the men's team um, going into this, so we were prepared. And it's week nine in school, so a lot of us got our homework and getting ready for finals, so we're pretty occupied in our hotel rooms right now. (laughs) Taya Corsdale, our guest. Taya has all of this. You had 29 days of a shutdown, 42 days between home games. Now you're being tested every day, and all of the things you've had to go through, has it all been worth it for you as a team? You're playing your best ball, but I just wonder – all of the things you've had to go through, what's that been like? And are you glad, even if you didn't sign up for it per se, has it all been worth it? Oh, it's definitely been worth it. I mean, the bonds you make with your teammates when you go through tough things, it, it you know, later on it just gives you so much strength and sense of family, and that's what we are. And it's definitely been worth it this past, these past few weeks with our success, but I mean, even through the struggles, we've stayed together, and I think that itself is something that I'm just so proud of with this team and staying so composed and just strong and coming in every day, 
working our hardest day after day. And so I would definitely say it's worth it. And I feel like all the work we have put in is, you know, paying off now. And, well, it's a good time to have it pay off, you know. Absolutely. Your absolute best ball. It's just been so fun to see. But, Talia, go back with us a little. I mean, uh, Talia. We'll talk about Talia in a moment. We're talking to Taya now. Taya Corsdale, our guest. The 29 days that you took and the time to practice and work on things after a one, you know, you had a one and five start in league play, which is just, that doesn't happen here. We've never seen anything quite right. like that. What, what was what was your mindset like, and how did you guys kind of regroup and use the time to come back the way you have? Like I said, I mean, we worked our butts off during that time to kind of just get it together, honestly, and, you know, find our strengths, um, make our weaknesses not weaknesses anymore. And so I think during that time we were just super focused and dedicated to just getting better each day that, you know, it helped us in the long run just with all that work we've put in. And on a very practical side of things, your defense, which wasn't which early in the year when getting off to the one and five start in league play, giving up more threes than, than really ever before, defense, which has mm-hmm. been the hallmark of, of your game and the team's game, it just wasn't quite what we're used to. Yeah. I'm not, are you are you even yet where you think you can be? But what about the improvement on the defensive end as this thing's gone along and you've won six of your last seven? What's been happening? I mean, yeah, it's just been a total grind to get better on defense and just ultimately effort and focus is what we've kind of just been focusing on in practice for defense at least. And, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it was, wasn't was good at the beginning of the season. It, it can always be better, but um, now I think we're at a better place where we're stopping our opponents and taking away their strengths and defending the three better, rebounding, not turning the ball over and allowing the opponent to get steals. So I think we just have had such a such a focus on defense that it tie, it pulls everything together. And so it's just been really fun kind of getting our groove on defense back. Taya Corsdale, our guest. Taya, the word positioning's come up to describe you guys and your strengths. The the understanding of positioning on the floor ball coming off, angles, how to defend in the proper position. Do you bring that with you when you come to Oregon State to some extent, or is a lot of that just through drill, repetition? How do you how do you achieve the ability to be in the proper positions? Yeah, for sure, just over time, you know, just being in the right position is something as a player you just know what to do, but Man, our coaches work their tails off and scout the teams that we play so hard that it makes it easy for us because, honestly, they just tell us what to do and it's right. And so um, we're very thankful and fortunate to have coaches that work as hard as our coaches do and prepare us well. And I think without them, it would be very hard to defend our opponents. And so um, definitely owe them a lot of credit to our success on defense for sure and just the positioning because that is something we focus on a lot on defense. 
Tay, it almost seems as though we could look at the two games in the rivalry series as a microcosm of your year in terms of what happened the first time around and then what just yeah. happened Sunday, right? I mean, you, what about the difference between that first game with them and then going down there and beating them, scoring 88 points in the process? You were red hot from three. I mean, what about the swing from that first game to the second? Did that kind of – is that a picture – of what's happened for your team during the year. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I mean, the first time we played them, I feel like we were still figuring things out. That's not even our team anymore. I feel like we've grown emotionally, mentally, and physically in so many ways. And so I think we came into this game super prepared and just focused to do what we needed to do. And we handled business. And I'm just so proud of us for all for getting it all together and pulling out that win at Eugene. And your shooting, Taya, was that the most comfortable you felt sticking those threes early and throughout? I mean, tell us how important that was for you going into Vegas and, and what's ahead of you guys for you to be feeling, I mean, sticking the shots the way you were on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, my teammates do a really good job of getting me open. But I think having five aggressive scores on the floor at the time is something that um, we need to do more often and just going forward that's what it's going to demand for us to do well and so like I said my teammates did a really good job of getting me open and I just happened to make them so um, I owe that to them but yeah like I said five aggressive scores at all times it usually always comes out as a win for us. Taya, I slipped and said Talia earlier, but I do want to ask you about <laughs> her impact on the team coming when she did. It's a phenomenal story, really. I know the corners, I mean, you and, and Aaliyah, and, and they're veteran leaders on this team. But what, what, how would you describe and assess Talia von Olhoffen's impact and what you know, it's probably not a coincidence. I mean, you were growing and learning. Had she not shown up, you still would have gotten better and won more games. But what kind of yeah. impact is what kind of impact has Talia had? Yeah, I mean, she's great. She immediately came in and made an impact on our team on both ends of the floor and just mentally too. I think knowing we have another person that's ready to come in and just grind and work and just be there and help us out and do whatever. And she's, she's been that person doing whatever we need or whatever it takes. And, you know, she's, her last performances have just been great. And she's a really great addition to our team. And honestly, the missing puzzle piece, I think we need it. And so um, it's just been great to get to know her and play with her. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how she does this last little stretch, you know. Taya, the, the thing, and we'll close with this as we get ready now for a second season, and you don't take anything for granted. You want to beat Cal. You want to then try to beat Oregon again and go as long as you mm -hmm. can. No matter what people outside say, well, you're in the tournament now. I don't. Do you, do you look at it that way? Like, take anything for granted? You feel like, hey, let's just go on a run and keep winning and, and leave no doubt. Yeah, for sure that's the attitude. We don't take anything for granted considering this year and what we've gone through as a team and just honestly the whole Pac-12 has gone through. I mean, we know not to take anything for granted because you really don't know when your last game may be. Mm -hmm. And so it's just one day at a time and working our butts off each day to dominate. And so 
yeah, I think the focus going forward is just going to need to be so crucial. And I think we're all ready to do that and to just play for each other. And yeah. You say that, and yet let's pause for a moment on behalf of all of Beaver Nation. I could see in the faces, all of your faces, as the game was winding down Sunday, the smiles, the people jumping off the seats, the celebrations when you'd get into timeouts. How special was that win for all of you to go down there and get the win the way you did? How good did that feel? I mean, yeah, that that feeling of gold. I mean, that's Aaliyah and I's first time beating Oregon at Oregon. Um, so that was really special for us too. And I know for everybody else on the team, it's always good to beat your rival. And so, and you know, everybody did what they did and contributed and it was just a really fun moment for all of us. It was fun to watch too. I know that this has been an, an, an amazing, crazy, unpredictable, challenging, difficult season in so many ways, but yeah. even without the fans, even without do you, I mean, do you know that what you're doing resonates with Beaver Nation, even if they're not able to show up? Do you still feel that love and support from the Beaver basketball community? Oh, yeah. We feel the love from them, and some of them reach out to us on social media, stuff like that. And so um, when we do get to communicate with them, it's very nice, and we definitely feel the support and the love, and they are dearly missed, man, but mm-hmm. um, we can feel them from a distance. Congratulations, Tay, on the great finish, but you got a long way to go here. That's, I know, your belief and, <laughs> and all of our belief, yep. too. Thanks for taking time for us, Taya. Great to see you back on the floor playing so well this year. Thanks for joining the show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Taya Corsdale, our guest. John, it's been a busy sort of fluid kind of show yeah, today with Mike Connor jumping on uh, just off the set of Mannix. No, that was Mike Connors. <laughs> kind Is of an underrated battery, show. Is the battery off my shoulder guy? Who? Oh, that was Chuck Connors. Yeah, uh, Mike Connors. There was a run in the 70s. A, very, a few people, you know, Saturday night, Mannix. You all watched it. I know you did. I know you did. We did, too. I didn't watch I'm Manics. not even sure if it was that good of a show, but it just seemed to come on on Saturday nights on CBS when I was young, yesterday, when I was young. <laughs> Get Charles Aznavour going for me. Anyway, heard of him. Yeah, I know. He was in the games. He played Vendek, a marathoner in the games. This is information you should not be retaining. <laughs> As we get older, we have Charles less space. Aznavour. I know Aznavour for two things. Yesterday when I was young in the games when he played Pavel Vendek, a 41-year-old marathoner called out of retirement to represent his nation, and he, he didn't quite pull it off, but he got close. Harry Hayes almost won it. I was pulling for him. Yeah, I was pulling for Harry Hayes, but he had such a mean coach, Stanley Baker. I can run faster than you. All the images from the early 70s, including Mannix. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to Taya, to Coach.